When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey guys, welcome back to the Cowboy Stories. Just like always, I wanted to take a minute before we get started with today's episode to go over a few things. The first thing that I want to go over is I wanted to make sure that I give a shout out and a big thank you to my sponsors. I really appreciate them. It it helps me be able to continue to do this and to get to the next place to interview. So I'm very grateful for them. My sponsors are Jolene at Ranch Girl Gear. She has the cutest little western boutique, anything from shirts, earrings, jewelry, camp mugs, you name it. She probably has it or she can get it for you. Um, The next one is Jake Hershey and he does custom leather work. You can find his leather page on Facebook. It's Cross JH Custom Leather is how you can find him and his slogan is handmade by one man at a time in Texas, USA. And our newest sponsor that we have is the Flying UW Ranch. And like I said, I'm super grateful for the sponsors that I have. And if you're interested in becoming a sponsor, you can reach out to me. Um, send me an email at cowboystoriespodcast at gmail.com. And I try to check that pretty regularly, so I should get back to you pretty quick on that. Um, the next thing is that I wanted to let you know kind of my game plan for how soon I'll release new episodes. So my goal is to have a new episode out every other week. So if there's a part one and a part two is coming out, part two should be coming out on that same schedule. So every other week is when I should have a new episode out. Um, And just like always too, if you know somebody who would be interested and being interviewed for one of the episodes, please send me an email again at cowboystoriespodcast at gmail.com. And to put a face with the name of the people that I talk to, you can always find us on Instagram and you can find us at cowboystories underscore podcast. So I know that was a lot to go over. Thanks for bearing with me through that. For today's episode, I had the opportunity to visit with Brandy Bundy. I actually got her on the phone. She's the wife of Link, um, whose episode came out most recent. I'm grateful for her for taking time out of her day to visit with me, but I decided I needed to take Link's advice and visit with her, visit with a camp wife, and just talk to her about life on a camp and raising kids on a camp and a few of the stories that she has to go along with that. So... I thought it would be beneficial for all of us to listen to her and kind of get her take on things and and a few of the stories that she has from from life on a camp. So with that being said, let's get started. Thank you. 
Hello. <laughs> how are you? Good. How about you? Good. Thanks for agreeing to do this with me. I'm pretty excited about it. So. Oh, you're welcome. <laughs> well, I decided I wanted to take Link's advice when he said, I don't know if you've listened to it yet, but he said, if you want to talk to somebody, you should talk to a camp wife sometime. They're tough. I decided I'd take his advice and talk to you about it for a minute. Okay. Um, I guess my first question was, I don't, I don't really know your background a whole lot or anything, but were you raised in an ag family? So did you have um, an idea of what you were getting into when you were dating and first married to Link? Uh, not really. Not until I was about twelve when my mom remarried. She married into the McElprane family, so they have a family ranch down at Bean Hole. Okay. And so that was my first introduction into horses and, you know, the cowboys. And so that was, yeah, that's my first experience of it. Yeah. But, and was that, like, did you like it? What was what was your first impression? Yeah. Yeah, um, it, I, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed, you know, spending time with my family down there, working together, gathering, branding. So yeah. you had an idea of what you were getting yourself into when you uh, when you ended up on a camp or not really? No, not really. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't I didn't get my first eye opening experience of like a real camp camp life until probably two thousand five when he started working at the um Diamond A's there in Seligman. Okay. So that was, I mean, I we'd been on ranches, you know, there in Esquant with your dad. We'd been in St. John's, like he said in his his interview with you. But those weren't like, you know, like way out. <laughs> like, yeah. Like it was on the Diamond A's. <laughs> yeah. So what was your camp like on the Diamond Day? Um, it was, I mean, a house literally out in the middle of nowhere. When when we decided that he was going to take that job, I, I remember I asked him numerous times, like, okay, like, how far out of town is this? And he would say, oh, you know, I don't know. And so when the day we, like, moved and packed and got everything out there, um, I I was, you know, pretty in awe of how far out of town I was. I was pregnant with my second child, and I had a two-year-old. And oh, he, wow. he literally, we unpacked the trailer when we got there, and he went on the wagon. He was gone. <laughs> wow. So I was left in this house that I just, you know, got everything unloaded into with a toddler and... Yeah, and pregnant. Was, <laughs> and pregnant, yeah. So I was I was like, <laughs> what, you're leaving tonight? <laughs> uh-huh. He'd been there before, and he knew exactly where we were going. But I think he knew that if he told me how far out it was, I wouldn't have wanted to go. <laughs> yeah. Gosh. So how so far was it from town? <laughs> what? Uh, Seligman was probably about an hour. An hour on a yeah, dirt and, road. And honestly, that that road was a good road. It was, you know, it was paved. It goes out to the Supai, the rim of the Grand oh, Canyon. Okay is where it goes to the yeah so it was it was all pavement so it it honestly wasn't the worst of the worst but that was my first like far far away 
<laughs> from town. <laughs> yeah. Gosh. How often would you go to town or would you just have to stock up or did you have any neighbors or was it just you and your kids while he was gone? Yeah, I, no neighbors, no neighbors there. I mean, there were some other camps, you know, wives there, like older older couples that were out there, but no one that I really, you know, I didn't ever go to their house or they never came to my house. So usually once a month, we'd at least go to town and get groceries and stock up on whatever it is we needed. And for your doctor's appointment, like, were you worried about being pregnant, being that far away? Yeah, I was a little nervous. Um, yeah, definitely nervous. But I, I have scheduled C-sections, so when it when it got down, you know, close close to October, I just went back to Fredonia and stayed with my mom. Oh, okay. And and scheduled, you know, the appointment, and then he came and <laughs> was present for that. <laughs> <laughs> that's good <laughs> back on the wagon <laughs> <laughs> so how long would he be gone on the wagon at a time um the diamond A's wasn't that bad honestly god i can't even hardly remember that long ago probably you know a month i don't even yeah crap i don't even remember really but the ro's is when he was gone all the time. He was gone like, you know, three months in the spring and three months in the fall. Okay. At a so time, was, like three was, months without seeing him. Yeah. Yeah. Every now and then, you know, they'd get a free day to come go home and shower or whatever, but not, not very often. I might've seen him maybe once or twice in that, those three months. Okay. So how so long I were was, you yeah. at, at the place, um, at the Diamond Day? Uh, we were at the Diamond A's for uh, three, three and a half years. Okay. And then from there is when we went to the ROs. And do you think going to the Diamond Days first kind of prepared you for what, where you would live and what you'd do at the ROs? Uh, yeah, it prepared me. And, and before we went to the ROs, we, we went and, like, looked at it. So then I really, you know, couldn't complain. I knew what I was getting myself into. <laughs> But that was definitely, you know, the farthest out, roughest dirt road. Headquarters was maybe 20 miles, and it would take you, you know, an hour and a half to get there. Oh, wow. And a a good two, you know, two and a half hours to town. So that's definitely when I would do a lot of my one-month shopping and stock up, you know, on every every little necessity I could think of. I was really prepared then. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, and it kind of forces you to be prepared because you can't just, you know, run out and grab what what it, whatever it is you need. Mm-hmm. So did you when you went to the ROs? Did you still just have the two kids when you first got there? Um, I was pregnant with our third with Riggs when we when we got there. I was probably oh probably four or five months pregnant. What were some of the responsibilities that you would have, like, at the camp while you were, while Link was gone on the wagon? When he was gone, I mean, I was definitely in charge of three little, (laughs) little heathens, (laughs) (laughs) you know. That's a full-time in itself, full-time job. Yeah, for sure. Three little, 
and you know we had gosh we had probably 15 dogs you know that that I would have to take care of and whatever whatever horses was left up or you know bottle calves to be fed salt to be put out wherever wherever I could get a pickup to <laughs> so you were as much involved in all of that as like maybe I don't know I feel like a lot of people don't understand how many chores or how many things there are to do, like even just around the house when you live that kind of lifestyle or when or when you do stuff like that. So I think it's super important like to point out that that yeah, like the kids are a full time job and that's hard to do, like out in the middle of nowhere with little kids. But on top of that yeah. you also have the responsibilities of feeding the animals and taking care of all the things that are left at home. And I just, I think that a lot of people don't understand that, if that makes any sense. Oh, no. Yeah, I totally agree. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's, it's hard to explain until, until you're actually in a situation, you know, and if, then you kind of gain an appreciation for, you know, the, the ranch wife that you do know. And like, gosh, I, I know what you're going through. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or even, like, a camp wife compared to just, like, a normal everyday ranch wife. So, like, oh, you guys yeah. probably yeah. go through a lot more than than people yeah. know. Yeah, that's true. Um, <laughs> when you think about it, like, are there any particular memories or stories that stand out to you when you look back and think about living on a camp? Um, there's a lot of stories. Um, Caden... Caden, he's our oldest boy, and he he scared us a few times. He had a habit of wandering off with our pups whenever our dogs had you know pups on the ground. And mm. when we when we lived on the Diamond A's, I had been washing dishes, and he was you know out. I could see him out the window. He was out front playing, and you know I got busy inside cleaning, and then I went out to check on him, and I couldn't find him anywhere. And I was yelling and hollering, and then I was getting panicked because he was gosh, not even quite three yet, and I was pregnant still at that point. And so on on that ranch, we had, like, radios in the house, and you could radio, like, headquarters or different camps. And so I finally broke down and radioed someone for help that I couldn't find my son. So um, the, the wagon, I think the wagon was not too far away. They were Rose Wells, I believe. And so they, Link came, and a bunch of them came, and they had they had a helicopter on the way to try to help us find him and pretty soon you could see his his head coming down the road <laughs> with oh. like four or five pups four or five pups with him and you know it had been a good couple of hours i was just a frantic you know wreck <laughs> yeah i bet so we got to call off you know the search and rescue for that thing goodness but um yeah, he he was good at doing that. He did that to us at the at the ROs as well. You know, went up the wash with some pups and Link and his friend that he had there working with him had to saddle up horses and go out and get him found. <laughs> Gosh, <laughs> <laughs> but that's that's you know just some scary stories. <laughs> yeah, but there. I mean, there's lots of stories of you know just just when the wagons were there, you know camped across the creek at ROs. Caden was down there all the time, just 
in the in the muck of all those boys, you know, looking up to him, listening to him, trying to talk like him. <laughs> you. <laughs> and, you know, getting to see them brand the cows. Help out, help out when, you know, we were able or the kids were able to. It was, yeah. It's definitely a lifestyle that teaches you hard work from from a very young age. <laughs> and is that something, so now that your kids are a little bit older, is that something that they can start to appreciate? Like, do are they old enough now that they can understand that? The hardworking part? Um, yeah. Yeah, definitely. My our oldest, he's 18 now. He's he's definitely a hard worker, although he doesn't really have any interest in cowboying, <laughs> which is unfortunate. But he he kind of got burned out from a young age, you know, being being trained by your dad to try to, you know, be the best that you can be. And yeah, he yeah he's not he's not so much into that lifestyle. But Riggs, our youngest, he's. He's basically just a little mini link. <laughs> it's, it's all he it's all he wants to do. It's all he talks about doing when he's older. Mm. He doesn't he doesn't need school because he's just gonna take over this ranch. <laughs> he's, <laughs> he's got it. He's got it all. He's got his whole future figured out already. <laughs> Good for him. I wish I was more like him. <laughs> yeah. And Harley, have things all figured Harley, out. Yeah. Harley's our daughter. She's the middle child. She's 15. She she's never really done a lot of ranch work. I mean, she's she's seen it and she's you know rode a little bit here and there. But Link's never really took her and pushed her to do it because he said that he doesn't want to have to yell at her, <laughs> <laughs> break break her little heart. So, so yeah, she, she's good help in the branding pinch. She'll you know give him the shots and whatever whatever she can do to help. She'll help, but. So she hasn't had much much experience in cowboying at all. <laughs> yeah. Was it was that something that was important to you and to Link when you first had kids was to kind of raise them in that same lifestyle, or is that just kind of what happened? You know, we never really talked about it. I just feel like it's kind of it's just you know what happened is the life we lived, and you know you can't help but teach your kids that way. If, yeah. if that's what you're doing day in and day out and what kind of a what kind of a dad has a job that he can take a two year old to work with him. I mean it you know, it's it's not something that every kid gets to experience, but it definitely it's a good learning experience at a young age it teaches them, you know, a lot of responsibility for sure. Mhm. What would you say like the biggest shock to you was about raising a family? out in the middle of nowhere? Um, probably for me, it would be, I'm a family girl. You know, I love my, I love my parents, my siblings, my cousins. I, I love to be around my family. So not, not having your family around you and then, you know, being alone really when, when he's gone on the wagon, you know, I'm, I'm home alone with kids and not, don't even have cell phone service really, unless you drive out to get it. So you know, that's kind of rough on you mentally, just having to be 
be only around kids and not have like adult conversation for long periods of time. Or yeah. Get to, you know, get to relax a little bit and, you know, see your family have help, have a little help with three little kids running around. <laughs> but yeah, that was probably the, the hardest part for me, but. On the flip side, what would you say the best part about that was? Um, definitely having my kids be able to experience working at such a young age and, you know, having, having responsibilities and being able to spend that time with their dad working and Harley, you know, she's, she's like me. She helps me around the house. So she's, you know, she'll make a good ranch wife someday. (laughs) <laughs> she likes yeah. to she likes to cook and do all that, you know. So Did you ever have to cook for a crew or like when they were on the wagon and they would kind of come by your place? Did you ever have to cook for uh-huh. them or did they have their own? For the most part on the big wagons, they had they had their cook that traveled with them. Every now and then when they, you know, get together down at our place for just, you know, off the wall stuff i would i would cook but not not very often yeah i bet that would be kind of hard to cook for a whole crew like oh yeah it's you know you don't ever i'm not a chef though (laughs) i'm i'm not even well you learn to be (laughs) (laughs) yeah when you're when you're out in the middle of nowhere you really got you really only got time to learn learn recipes and you know Sorry, my dog's barking. And that's okay. <laughs> Are there any other... Um, I remember when I was talking to Link also, he said you guys went without a fridge for a while. Yeah, I, I think that was at the ROs. I just don't even know how. <laughs> like, to think about not having a fridge, like in the... Yeah, I don't know if it was in the summer <laughs> or the winter or when, what time of year it happened for you guys, but... It's little things like that that I have realized that I definitely don't realize how grateful I am for them until you hear a story like that about not having yeah. one. Yeah, I'm pretty I'm pretty sure that was, you know, in the in the early summertime, but I I bought what I could and froze what I could and then we had coolers just, you know, packed packed full of ice out in the root cellar trying to keep everything, you know, cold and Using it, using it as I could. <laughs> yeah, and Definitely even with something. little kids, like little kids need milk and a bunch of stuff. I don't know. It's just so crazy to me to think that you went. How long did you go without one? Gosh, it seemed like forever. A good couple of months, <laughs> I think. <laughs> Gosh, it was, it was way too long. That's for sure. But <laughs> but milk, milk does freeze. <laughs> I, I learned oh, that true. living out on the ranch, so you can freeze <laughs> milk. <laughs> huh. Well, are there any other uh, stories in particular that you can think of that you would like to share? Or any piece of advice to any of those future camp wives out there? <laughs> oh, just know what you're getting yourself into. <laughs> <laughs> You you gotta love him a lot, otherwise it ain't gonna work. 
definitely not easy, but it's it's worth it for you know for your especially raising kids that way. It's it's worth it. Not easy, yeah. but well, I definitely agree with Link. I think you you guys are pretty tough. Those of you who do that, yeah. I don't I don't have to deal with it much anymore. We do have our our own ranch now, like he had said, but you know we're only. 15 miles out of town so it's it's not bad but sometimes I do miss yeah. you know the solitary confinement that I used to get kind of wish I could just go back and be out in the middle of nowhere again and not have to worry about running around running kids everywhere <laughs> yeah that's probably one plus out there they just play and kind of entertain themselves and you don't have to run them here or run them there Yep, yep. They didn't have, you know, we lived on solar power at the ROs, so they didn't get to do a lot of TV watching or gaming like they do now, so. (laughs) No, but I really do appreciate your time. Thanks for agreeing to do this. I I definitely wanted to try to make it happen after listening to Link, so I appreciate it. Hopefully hopefully you got some good information. (laughs) Yeah, well... Thank you so much. All right, Lindsay. Thank you. Yeah, we'll talk to you later. Okay. Bye. Bye. That concludes today's episode of the Cowboy Stories. Thanks for listening. Like always, you can find us on Instagram to put a picture with the name. And that is, you can find us at Cowboy Stories underscore podcast. Mm-hmm.